1: Today's episode is going to test your resolve, your very humanity. A few weeks ago, we covered a case where Kay Alana Turner was chased out of a neighborhood by police because they believed, in their words, that she was a homeless drug addict. In the weeks following, the Harris County Sheriff's Department refused to look for her or even allow a missing persons report to be filed because all Kay Alana was to them was a fugitive. And an addict. Keolana is still missing to this day. Almost every single one of you was outraged when you heard that story. It was a misunderstanding, a false assumption that led to a tragedy and apathy. Today I want to introduce you to 24 year old Andy Wagner. There's no misunderstanding here. One year ago in Evansville, Indiana, Andy was suffering from addiction drugs had taken over her life and the people that were closest to her turned their backs on her insisting that she get clean as if it were just that easy she called her mother who lived in texas to come take her away she said that the circumstances that she was in were going to swallow her up if she didn't get away andy was crying for help a slave to her addiction Her mother agreed to drive up from Texas and rescue Andy. But before she was able to make the trip, Andy disappeared. That was exactly one year ago today. Since then, Andy's mother has left her life in Texas behind and has dedicated every waking moment to finding her daughter. And she's been searching without any help because, much like in Kailana's case, a homeless addict doesn't appear to be deserving of the resources necessary to find her. I'm joined today by Andy's mother, Elaine Garcia.
2: Andy, she's 24 years old when she went missing. She was a very outgoing, loving person. She had a big heart. When I say she had a big heart, I don't mean just like, you know, being nice to people or whatever. I'm talking like for special needs for the elderly. She was always trying to help them. You know, she worked at a nursing home before and I told her, you know, hey, you're going to get too involved and you're going to get hurt. But anyway, um, I moved in Evansville back in 09 when the girls were younger, when their dad and I divorced. I moved here from Texas. So they could be closer to their dad because we were meeting in Joplin, Missouri every summer, spring break, Christmas, whatever.
1: So through their childhood, you were living in Texas with the girls and their dad lived up in Evansville. Okay.
2: Yes. Yes. So um, I was the type of mom that didn't want to lose their kid because what they call daddy problems or daddy issues. Mm -hmm. I didn't want them looking for that because their dad was so far away. I didn't want them looking for that in some just anybody because they wanted it from their dad. So I decided to move to Evansville so they could be close to their dad, so they could have that relationship with their dad. But it didn't work out that way. <laughs> when it was his time to have the girls, they spent 95% of the time with his parents because his wife what didn't have kids and didn't know, you know, so they may stay they might stay there maybe twice and the rest of the time they were with his mom. As they got older, I learned that one of the big reasons I was divorced was the drug thing. You know, we Now I look at it, it's not so bad compared to what's out there today at all. But back then, to me, it was still illegal. I'm not taking a chance on losing my kids because of what he liked to do. So, you know, that's that. Later on, as they grew older, I found out that. And when I say older, I don't mean 17, 18. I'm talking 14. 13, mm-hmm. I learned that they were doing that recreational with her. At this point, I started to lose them because I was the strict mom and smoking was not allowed. I started noticing my medication missing, a lot of it. And I went to Eric, for dad, for help because I was dumb to med- I didn't know Drugs like they are now, like pain pills, you know, stuff like that. I didn't know those were drugs kids were taking. I was still with like cocaine and weed, you know, the old school drugs. But when I started noticing like my anxiety medicine or my pain medicine, it, it just something wasn't right and I caught them. And this is how it all started. I went to Eric several times. I need, I need your help. We need to co-parent. We need to stop this. I didn't get a whole lot of support from the Wagners when it came to disciplining or things that I disagreed with. I was always the one in the wrong. Everything was my fault. Mind you, I have nobody here in Evansville, no family, nobody. It's just me. So I had no support, even though it was, it was getting worse.
1: And it was getting worse. I even
2: called. I even got to the point where I thought, you know what, I'm gonna call the police. I'm gonna call the police and tell them that they are taking my, my my prescription medication. Cops didn't do anything. All they said was, we can't do nothing unless they're suicidal and homicidal. And even though that continued, Bob, I never, never turned my back on my girls ever. I never kicked them out. I've never said to them, they are not allowed. My door was always open to them, no matter what was done to me or what was being done or said. And when I left in 2018, because I was, I I was watching Andy going down the wrong path, and there was nothing I could do about it. And I could not stand there and let her. And watch her do this to herself. I think she was twenty-two, and like I said, I wasn't getting any support, and I was, I was losing myself. So I left. Andy did move to Texas with me for six months, but like I said, I had rules: no drugs. You're going to work, or you're going to go to school. And she went. She came back to Evansville. And then I started getting messages from her, saying she was tired of living this life. She wanted to be better. She was tired of waking up and hurting because she was in the hard stuff and like the heroin and the fentanyl. I don't know much about that stuff, but from what I hear, you can't get off that by yourself. Like that's what I that's what I've been told that you need. Help, like, professional help. She didn't know where to go. She didn't know how to get clean. So she asked me if she could move to Texas with me, and I said yes. And this is the part I hate, because I should have went the first time she asked me. (laughs) But instead, I told her, I'll be there for your sister's birthday on the 27th of August. And then you can come back with me. I have messages and messages from her saying that her grandparents told her that um they're just gonna not they're just gonna get used to her not being around anymore because they're just waiting for that phone call that she passed away and it they won't take it so hard. <laughs> and she cries she's like, What well, grandma tells you that? Like I'm basically dead to them, Freddie. And I didn't even know my daughter was missing until my youngest daughter posted it on Facebook. Nobody called me. Me and Andy talked a lot on the phone. We FaceTimed each other. She would call me to tell me she was okay. There were times where she would call me and say, you know, I'm okay. I'm homeless, but I'm okay. I have a place to stay. She wasn't a bad kid. Oh, she, she was trying. And when I saw on Facebook. Where my youngest posted. Has anybody seen a sister? I haven't heard from her. I called. And asked what was going on. Because they, they didn't. They wouldn't let me know. What was going on or anything. So she said. Uh, Riri, she had a nickname. Her name was Riri. She said Riri's been gone. She left the sixth. She was at the grandparents' house on August sixth, and um, she got some stuff. Said bye to everybody. You know, gave them a kiss or whatever. She said she she was clean. She wasn't high. She wasn't nothing. She was it was just Andy. She was normal. She said she left. And that was the last time they heard from her or seen her. I called her phone as soon as Alex told me that. I called her phone. Somebody answered and hung up. I called it again. And then it said my phone was restricted. So I couldn't get through it.
0: 18
2: plus. I was working as a CEO at the penitentiary in Texas, and I thought, okay, I came to Evansville early. Thought, okay, maybe she's just upset with the Wagners. Maybe if she knows that I'm here, she'll come home. Because Andy and I had a tight relationship, very tight. She didn't hide anything from me. And I knew when she would lie. I always catch her up. That's how close we were. But when she didn't show up. When I was in Evansville last year. I knew something was wrong. <laughs> Because Andy would not stay away from me. If she knew I was there. She would have been there. And she was expecting me. Our plans were. She was going to come back with me to (laughs) Texas. And all of a sudden, she disappears two weeks. Something's not right. I went back to Texas. I tried. I tried to try to handle it from there. I couldn't. So I ended up moving. Moving back here. I went to go see the first detective that was in charge of it. Never heard back from him. I don't get anything from EPD, nothing. I call and I ask questions and I don't, I don't get anything. I've asked them if they have, there were any searches to be planned or, or anything. And basically they told me was I needed to get my own search group because they didn't have the manpower or the resources for that. And when I asked about um, cadaver dogs or search dogs, they told me the same thing. Have you called about them? Have you tried calling to get you, get your own because you know, we just don't we don't have it. We don't have the resources. Another example, uh, I got a tip that um, a guy or some people, did something to her and had her body in a car. <laughs> and the girlfriend was frantic because her boyfriend had her car and he was late. She went to a neighbors to use the Wi-Fi looking for him. He finally showed up with her car. The car had a an awful smell and they got rid of it. So I went to the detective about it. <laughs> They suggested that I go look for the car. So then I said, and do what? Once I get the car, what am I going to do with it? What forensic tools do I have? Another time, a person wanted to take me to the place where she thought they had Andy. I mean, I don't know if it was a she or he. It was just through text messages. Gave me so much information, which you know I don't know if it's true or not. It's just information that was given to me. Told me to meet him somewhere, so I called the detective and told him, "Hey, this person wants to meet me. Says they have information about Andy." And all he told me was, be safe. You don't know these people."
1: So they're, they're so the Evansville police is if they even did they even have a missing persons case open on her yeah but they won't do anything even when you're bringing them leads
2: um i got a tip this is hard for me to say but i'm gonna say it anyway i got a tip that um i have a recording that uh a girl she saw andy at a guy's house and he gave her i don't know i don't know the drug terms, a hot rail, a hot shot, I don't know, something like that. And that she supposedly overdosed, and that in his house, he had a hole in his basement, like just a hole. And when she went back, she said, Andy wasn't there, and the hole was filled with fresh cement. So she got paranoid because the guy that was there was being paranoid, was acting skittish, nervous. And this guy has a friend that his friend's family owns a concrete company. So I went to the cops with that, the detectives. And all he told me was, well, we can't just go down, busting down doors and arresting people. And I said, that's not not what I'm asking you to do. All I'm asking you is, can you just check on it? Can Can you just go check?
1: Why do you think that the Evansville Police Department won't help you?
2: Because she was an addict. An addict or Hispanic or both. I don't know. I, I don't know. But more because she was an addict and I fell in my opinion. And I strongly say my opinion because I don't know. I'm just, this is my opinion. That they see it as another addict that they don't have to worry about. And I told him, I said, if that were your daughter, if that were any of y'all's daughters, y'all would have every county, y'all would use every resource that y'all could use to find them. You know you would if it was your child. I've emailed him. And I requested for every tip that he has followed. I requested for her phone records. Never got a response. So, I got a tip one time, one day, had the coordinates, exact location in Kentucky, not too far from here. A next friend of mine and I went to these coordinates, and I think I got on live Facebook for like 15 seconds, because... It was too much. There was no way her and I were going to be able to do anything, just us. So I got on Facebook Live for like 15 seconds, and it blew up. People started asking where I was at. I had maybe eight people show up. Before that, though, the sheriffs showed up. We we called the sheriffs, you know, in, in Kentucky to tell them, hey, we got this tip about my daughter. I have the coordinates. Um, they said that there's supposed to be two two plastic black bags and a suitcase around this area. And So then the sheriff showed up. They took the copy of the paper. They took a drove. They, they, I guess they just drove around, came back, and said they didn't see nothing, and then they left. And then when I got on Facebook Live, that's when I had some people come, and we started searching. I went for three days straight and I don't know at some point I don't know how a guy by the name of Rick White he's a paramedic he's something in Kentucky I'm not sure what his title is he calls me and uh, asked me to not go out there anymore with anybody because they were you know they were certified searchers and they don't need any more car tracks they need it to be clear so they can do the search right so I told everybody no more searches until I, until further notice because Rick said he was out there at, at that point Bob I have countless, countless of messages of what might have happened to Andy and who's involved and I'm going to say 95% of those messages revolve the same people I was told that she was put in a lake somewhere. So Rick got in touch with um, Brothers Underwater Recovery. Their YouTube, they search lakes, but they do more of um, vehicles. And sometimes they find missing people in the vehicles under lakes that have been missing for a while. So Rick reached out to Ronnie and um, them, too, have been my resources and a few friends. But majority of the time, I go out by myself. If I get a tip that they think that they saw some her clothes by a railroad track or they think she maybe have been put in these part of the woods. I go. I, I don't I don't I don't sit there and think or plan. I just get up and go. And even my daughter was like, Mom, you can't do that. You're putting yourself in danger." I have to. And I and I've done it. I've gone several places by myself without telling the EPD or FBI or anybody because I just feel like they're not they're not listening to me.
1: Is the FBI involved now?
2: They are involved. The reason the FBI got involved begin with was because they got a tip that Andy could have been in a sex traffic free. (laughs) So that's why they got involved. So then I was told if it has something to do with sex trafficking, it's FBI. If it's just a tip of something else, it's EPD. So I took her advice and was going to EPD. But
1: I saw in a news article that Andy was last seen in Oakland City, which is about 40. So for those of you listening, Evansville is right, it's in Indiana, right on the border of Kentucky. Oakland City is about 40 minutes north of there in in Indiana. What,
2: it's about 25 minutes. Is that what it is? From here?
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, it's not too far.
1: What was what was that report? Was that a legitimate sighting of her?
2: So, um when she left her grandparents' house, she left with a guy named Roan Hardwick and he lives in Newburgh, Indiana which is probably five minutes from here it's like right next door I was the last person that saw her that I know of Mm -hmm. now Roan claims that he went to sleep around two in the morning and that Andy left at 2.30 in the morning how can you tell if she left at 2.30 in the morning if you were asleep First of all, second of all, when he was asked for his ring cam, he said it was already recorded over.
1: It's not how ring cams work.
2: Yeah. So. um, My question is, how do we even know. If he actually took her there. How do we know that he even went to Newburgh with her? We don't. Uh, I was told that uh, she was in Evansville. Because her phone was last pinged. I don't remember if it was in Newburgh or in Evansville. But I was also told that she was in Oakland City. How she got there, I don't know, because she didn't have a car. Somebody must have picked her up. She was in Oakland City with some friends. Either one, I got a story where it was a party. Somebody gave her a hot rail or a hot shot. Like I don't know these, these the lingo of it. And she overdosed. They panicked and put her somewhere. Second story is she was set up and was and went with somebody that she trusted to Oakland City, and they did some things to her because they did not want her leaving Evansville that she knew too much and they knew she was leaving and they were not going to let her leave Indiana. The reason Oakland City is a big spot for me is because, like I said, these individuals that these stories are told to me that these individuals are always named in them are from Oakland City. So now I have this happening to her and supposedly, and that's why they've been so the the lake. That's what we've been doing, and we're planning to do one next weekend as well. But we're going to do it a two-day because one day, there's just too many lakes out there. One day is not enough, so we decided to do a two-day. I got the lake. I got that she's She's some cement. I got that That she was (laughs) dismembered. Um pretty massive. I got that she was shot. I got that um, she was taken for sex trafficking.
1: Who are providing all of this all of these tips? are these people that were around her or with her or people that know people that were with her?
2: A lot of the tips are people from Oakland City that are familiar with these individuals and said that these people are bad, that they are evil, they're dangerous. How Andy got involved with them, I don't know. Probably the drugs. I don't know. Like I said, I wasn't here. One of the people that is of interest has been sending me messages asking me to stop putting them in the middle of it because they had nothing to do with it. They would have they had no reason to hurt Amy but and the creepy part of it is Bob that you know on your messenger on Facebook you can change the theme the back of the theme. It could be sports Mm -hmm. could be inspirational whatever it was changed to Little Mermaid. Why would, why would he do that? Why would he change our theme to Little Mermaid? I feel like it's taunting ta- 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 me. And when I go to the authorities about these <laughs> they don't want to hear it. I even suggested that they go search his property since he was on house arrest and you really don't need a warrant. You just need his probation officer to say, you know, you can go there anytime. And I was it. I was told, why would we go there? I said when you when you knew, why would you go to see if we can find anything that belongs to my daughter. And they said, well, we already searched. I said, searched searched what, though? Did you search the land? Did you search around the house or just inside the house? And they shot me down.
1: Is the Oakland City Police Department involved at all or only Evansville?
2: Just Evansville.
1: What about the state police? Not them either.
0: Go to Shopify.com slash Audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Audioboom. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
2: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino,
3: with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: So moving forward, tomorrow is one year since Andy uh, disappeared. What can people do to help? We have we have people that live local in the area. We have people that are nationwide, even internationally that you know could help through social media or anything. what would what would your request do be for people to help you find your daughter?
2: to get on her page and share the hell out of her pictures, out of her information, out of her story.
1: And her Facebook page is where is Andy? With an I. A-N-D-I.
2: Yeah. Print out some flyers. There's flyers on there. Post them everywhere. Because right now, when you share her information, when you post her flyers, you're being her voice. So I'm asking to help me help her. Uh, because my baby is not resting in peace if in fact she is and I talk to God every night and as long as my baby's soul is not in peace, mine will never (laughs) and I talk to her too (laughs) And I'm not going to rest until I'm 60, I'll find my baby. I'm not going to stop with or without law enforcement help. I have no backup. I I have me. And if that's the risk that I'm going to take, then I'm going to do it. I understand. I have my other daughter to think about. I have to see what's in front of me. But Alex has her dad, and she has her grandparents. Amy doesn't <laughs> She didn't have anybody when I wasn't here. And I hate myself for leaving. I hate myself for not coming together because she was there. she worked at CVS here at one of the CVS's and you know they do drug tests so she passed she got the job and even the manager loved Andy to death she donated water bug spray stuff like that for us the Saturday we went searching she donated some things to us to help us because she said she loved Amy, Amy was a sweet girl she was just lost, Bob. She was lost. And she was reaching for help and instead they said she couldn't come back until she was clean.
1: I, I just I just covered a case out of Texas that, or um gosh, what state was it? It was in Texas. Similar where the police wouldn't help at all because in that particular case the girl was not an addict, but they thought that she was. And so they just they treated her like she was a throwaway and wouldn't help the mother at all so that's one of the reasons i wanted to look this case uh, to get help looking for andy and also to continue to put out the message that addiction does not make someone a throwaway and somebody who needs help
2: that's somebody's daughter's son grandson granddaughter it doesn't matter they're human that was my baby that she may have not meant anything to them But they didn't, Um, I would hope that they didn't sign up for this job so they could pick and choose who they want to put effort into finding or so you don't get to pick and choose who you want to help and who you don't want to help.
1: Andy Wagner was last seen on August 6, 2022 in Evansville, Indiana. According to tips, she may have traveled north to Oakland City around the time of her disappearance. Andy is a 24-year-old Hispanic female, 5 foot 4 inches tall and around 120 pounds, with brown hair and brown eyes. She was last seen wearing an orange tank top and blue jeans. She has a tattoo of the name Joshua Brown on her right forearm, a tattoo of a dreamcatcher on her left forearm and finger tattoos. Anyone with any information regarding Andy's disappearance should contact the Evansville, Indiana Police Department Adult Investigations Unit at 812-436-7979. Elaine has also asked for people to kindly and respectfully contact the Evansville Police Department and the Evansville City Council and request that they assist the public in finding Andy. For updates on the case, information on scheduled searches, and requests for help, please consider joining the Where Is Andy? with an I Facebook group. And let Elaine know that she's not alone. Truth and Justice is an NBI Studios production. All music for the show is created and composed by Shane Yoder at PutThemInASong.com. The font you see on all of our logos and banners were created by Tate Krupa of Red Swan Graphic Design. Katie Ross of CreatedInTandem.com Design Created manages and maintains our website, Truth and Justice Pod, where you can view all photos and documents discussed in every episode. Thank you to our volunteer transcription team, Pamela Westby, Kathy McAlaney, Courtney Wimberly, Erica Cantor, Melissa Cardenas, Kay wood and Danielle Rohr. And as always, thank you to all of you for your engagement and your support. If you like the show and you want to support us, you can do that in a number of ways. The number one way for you to support our work is to become a patron at patreon.com slash truthandjustice. If you join our Patreon, not only will you be financially supporting our work, but you'll also get something for your pledge. For just $5 per month, you'll get all episodes ad-free and also a video version of the Friday follow-ups that include an hour-long pre-show chat exclusive to our patrons. Other levels will get you a Truth and Justice Army t-shirt, Truth and Justice hats, and even the opportunity to co-host a Friday follow-up episode. Just go to patreon.com truthandjustice to sign up. You can also help us out by going to iTunes and leaving us a five-star rating and review. It doesn't cost you a penny, and it goes a long way towards making the show more visible. If you have a case that you'd like us to consider covering, you can submit your cases on our website, truthandjusticepod.com. Just click on the case submission button and fill out the form. And the most important thing that you can do is engage in our investigations. You can keep in touch with us through our email at theories at truthandjusticepod.com. You can like our Facebook page, follow us on Instagram, or join in on the conversation on the Truth and Justice podcast fans page. For all of you tweeters out there, you can connect with us on Twitter at TruthJusticePod, and I can be found on social media at BobRuffTruth. However you do it, stay engaged, stay in touch. But as for now, I'm signing off. I'm Bob Ruff, and this has been Truth and Justice.
3: Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found.